As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey, Birds with Friends listeners, it's Marissa. Just wanted to let you know we recorded today's episode shortly before the Jets hired Robert Sala. We should have known the Jets would make a move at 10.30 p.m. But as the rules of Birds with Friends go, no editing. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on all I know is Zach said he has a game where he'll don't read both 7,000 and I said I'm in let's go let's do it yeah that's what I really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader hello everybody and welcome to a birds with friends on a Thursday evening Thursday primetime this is like the uh this is like the must-see tv lineup on the old uh, old NBC, this is you know this is what it, what we've got going on. Friends, Seinfeld, Birds with Friends, you know, it's all coming together. Zach Berman, Shukapadia, Marissa Morris here. We will talk about the evolving Eagles coaching search. We've got some reported interviews, or I guess confirmed interviews, with Robert Sala, Joe Brady, Gerard Mayo on tap for tomorrow. A few other guys. Uh, I believe Arthur Smith was today. Ooh, Artie Smith. Of course, you're all on top of that bad boy. You got the scoop, Zach. Let's uh, let's dive into it. But first, we got to know, Shilkapadia. How you doing? Well, I feel like I'm very uh, far behind on all the uh, Eagles news. Like I was, uh, you know, about to try to Big catch flex. up before before this uh, this podcast, but uh, you know, I haven't been able to read all the content, and so I feel like I'm coming in fresh. This is like a, a radio show, you know. You're telling me what's happening, and I'm just going to react. That's number one. Number two is I need to like reach over to my laptop today because one of my ports isn't working here. So uh, in the chat. Or if you listen later and you know anything about, I think it's called a Thunderbolt. Mm. Is that what the outlet yeah. is on the MacBook Pro? One of my Thunderbolts, no pet, nothing's going to it. When I plug stuff in, it doesn't work. So I've got a different setup. So somebody 
who knows about this stuff, uh, help me out. You know, you can email Sheila at theathletic.com. All right. You're really now looking we can for get to the non-important any, stuff. Any port in a storm is what you're looking for, Sheila. But yes, you've been uh, you've been very busy. You've got uh, Seahawks stuff to talk about. You're on all these different podcasts, all over the place. All these different podcasts. Yeah, you were on Barnwell, Ryan Rosillo. Did you get any last, workout tips? That was, that was last it's week. On the Athletic God. Football it's Show. A, it's a new week. Athletic That's Football true. Show with my my boy PK. Yeah, yeah. how would, about that? You you should have been following him. Why was I on there? You could have been you could have been on with him there. That was a murderous PK. row right there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited for this podcast. Do you feel Do you feel rejuvenated by the coaching search? Do you feel juice? I would have felt juice regardless. Mm. Uh, but Which, well, you wouldn't have felt juice this week. This is not like if they had kept Doug Peterson. This is not. A- I literally sent uh, a Slack message to you and Pete, our editor, last week with five story ideas coming up. This was before the coaching change. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I I would have had uh, stuff to write regardless, but. But uh, I do think when you look at the offseason overall, there is going to be a, a different level of interest, obviously, because there are going to be major changes going on here. Yeah, and I think like even beyond the offseason, like week one, uh, like the start mm-hmm. of the next season has so much more juice than uh, it would be if you're running the band back together with Doug Training camps, yeah. Like, what Absolutely. is this scheme going to look like? What yep. is this guy like on the sidelines? You know, come on. I would say the 2013 year was one of my favorite years uh, covering a team. I mean, uh, there, there's so much juice. There's so much interest yep. when you have a new coach, even if it ends up working out terribly, even if the even if it, it's terrible off the start, which which that year was not. There is a, a newness. This is this is definitely good for business. I mean, we don't want yep. people to get fired because yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good for business. But when there is this kind of huge turnover. And there aren't that many things that can accomplish it. It it would be a new head coach. It would be a new general manager, or it would be a new starting quarterback, probably. I mean, those are the three that are probably on another level in terms of getting people back in, uh, or or at least giving yourselves new angles, right? I mean, we've been around Doug P for a while, so... We'll yeah, see, it's, it's are, interesting to say that, though. There are a couple hires out there that I think would take juice, that would pe- make yeah. people very angry. But anyway, okay. go ahead. Well, like 2016 did not have the same juice as 2013. The juice in 2016 was about Carson Wentz, right? Like, I don't think people were clamoring for more Doug Peterson content. Like, how, is it, <laughs> uh, how are his practices being run? Yeah, that's true. And, and that's no disrespect to Doug. And, and during 2017, he became like this, this great, iconic figure in Philadelphia almost. But uh, in 2016, like the, the Doug stories weren't really pushing the needle. Everything was about Wentz. So, so that it's 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 pretty. There weren't uh, there weren't there weren't a hundred stories about Doug Peterson's practice playlist. No, whereas yeah, in 2013, you couldn't write enough about Chip, and no one wanted to read about like Mike Vick and you know or or mm. Nick Foles and, until yeah. Foles took off. Obviously, yeah. New is juice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let's get to it, Zach. Why don't we start with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring uh, one of uh, football's biggest frauds, <laughs> Urban Meyer. I mean, I, the holier I, than now build my culture, and yet uh, you know cover look, up for a, a serial domestic abuser. Look, I'm I'm not I'm obviously not going to like, like condone anything like that or or, uh, or excited to root against the all, Jacksonville Jaguars. All I can tell you is, is that like as a program builder. He was outstanding in college. I don't know if that would translate to the NFL, but from Bowling Green to Utah to Florida to Ohio State, he won everywhere he went. He won quickly, and he won in a huge way. 
so now I don't know what it's going to be like in the in the, in the NFL. It's 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 different, obviously. But uh, and he's coaching adults, and that's uh, a, there are there are rules that people have to follow. I mean, but for a team that for a team that their last like official hire was was Gus Bradley, and then Doug Marone was the interim, and they kept Doug Marone on. Uh, before I forgot that, that actually, yeah. Uh, before that, it was was a Jack Del Rio. Um, like that's a team that hasn't had a lot of juice. When you hire Urban Meyer, I think that comes with a. Uh, there's going to be a tension there, and they have the number one pick. It'll be Trevor Lawrence, so it'll, it's it's an interesting team to watch. Bo, is your uh, is your wife still working remotely at this time? Well, right now she's on maternity leave, but she's but on maternity yes, leave. Once she returns, she will still be working remotely. We, I want to get you. In Jacks, I'm sure you don't want to. I'm sure you don't want to go there for the long term. I think you need to take a hiatus from Eagles coverage in uh, 2021. I need you boots on the ground in Jacksonville, first day of training camp to the end of the season. What's the saying? Holding his feet to the fire. Is that the? Mm. Is that yeah, it? something like that. I mean, you need to go down there the, the and next, ask the tough the questions and crush this guy. Sheila giving me new jobs just to get <laughs> no, me away from him. No, because I feel like he's going to skate by. I already yeah. see the comparisons and the, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson. This is a great idea. I mean, what the hell? We How short are our memories? Uh, this guy has done some terrible, terrible, terrible things. I mean, really, stuff yeah. that he should th- this this should be line one in every story about his hiring. Some of these things that have gone on under his watch that are well documented, and you know, I didn't cover any of those things, and so I was reading about them. So I don't like that. That's why I'm being cautious in my language because I don't, you know, yes. I don't want to get that part wrong. Like me, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but really, I mean, we can't give this guy. A free pass, and uh, I think this is a. Ter- I think this is a terrible move by them. I mean, <laughs> they were so set up. I feel like to just don't do something stupid. Like go pick. You know, I would have just gone to like Mike Sando's list of uh, GMs, your list of coaches. I would have just gone, kind of like what the Eagles seem to be doing. <laughs> There's just one guy off. The, yeah. Just scrambling. Go with the list that are out there. Pick someone who seems competent interview them, no baggage, pair the GM with the coach. You don't need to swing for the fences here. You're getting Trevor Lawrence. You've got great draft capital. Build a nice culture. Don't screw it up. And now you've got this guy who's going to want to go down there and everything is going to be on his terms and Mm -hmm. he's going to think he's God's gift to the NFL and everyone better step in line. And my gosh, I would love to to be tweeting, you know, links to QAnon conspiracies. My my favorite anecdote for players uh, disliking a coach, uh, I think it was from Kaylin Kaler. Her piece, I hope I pronounced her name right, uh, in Bleacher Report on the Detroit Lions where she wrote about how they literally had champagne and were making mimosas in the locker room before their last team meeting with Matt Patricia because they said, we don't have to see this guy for three months. That's what this is going to be like, yes. I think, in Jacksonville. Although Matt Jackson- Patricia is like what you said. It's, he's he's from that list, right? He's no, like no, the, no, 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 no. I wouldn't have he's gone. He's the Super Bowl not, defensive no, coordinator. No, 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 no. No. No, yeah, no, the, no. the Super Bowl defensive coordinator was coming off a season where he was coaching with Bill Belichick and they were 31st in DVOA 
and he got his butt handed to him by Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. True. I wouldn't. I. I. Anyone from the Belichick tree, if I'm hiring from them, I want to make sure that they don't think they're Bill Belichick without the credentials, and that was I not agree the with case that. with Matt 100%. Patricia. So uh, no, I think some of the names we talk about now, eh, just pluck one of those, pluck one of those guys, grab a GM, and be on your way. But they uh, now, they swung for the fences. I'm I'm not going to. Again, I'm not defending Urban Meyer. I'm I'm just saying from like a a strategy perspective from a for a franchise that does not have a lot of buzz around it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I see it from that. Yeah, you know, you're they're trying to get um uh, uh a city government approval. I, I I believe for this um this whole retail complex next to the stadium mm. in the shipyards that they think that essentially they think they need that to stay in Jacksonville. Uh, and so, you know, there, there's not a lot of support for it. And here they go hiring a, a guy who won the national championship at Florida. Florida's a last national championship. I'm not, I, 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 again, the off the field stuff at Florida, bad. The coaching stuff, uh, 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 the, the coaching staff at Ohio state, no excuse. Despicable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm and he not, just gets to step away and then step right back. No yeah, repercussions. But I'm saying as a. As a coach and like as someone who brings buzz, like that, that's a. It's like when Chip came to to the Eagles. There's 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 gonna be buzz around the Jags. Well, Chip did not nope. I mean, I know people don't like Chip, but he did not have any yeah. of that. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm just saying. In terms I know he's talking about the buzz. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Do you feel like this is the same? I feel yeah. like college coaches come to the NFL more. I don't feel like uh, you know. I, I don't know that he's has these sort of innovative way. I mean, maybe he does, and maybe we'll learn about them. You know, he certainly has had success at the college level. I don't know that he he's thought of as this sort of, you know, mad genius, mad offensive genius right. like Chip Kelly was. I wonder I mean, if he Chip brings Kelly in his boy Adazio. Uh, with, with the tempo and, and everything like that. But uh, we'll see if, there, if that juice is... Uh, long lasting or not. I don't know. It, I'm I'd say, I say, I say, what about the health issues? What about the health issues? Yeah, yeah, the like, guy, what was it? Eight years ago or how long ago where he was walking away because of health issues? Now well, twice. He did it twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah. So I don't Wait, know which if, one I was. If any of our uh, listeners live in Florida, uh, let us know what, what the Urban Meyer reputation <laughs> is there. Because again, I, I don't live down there from stories that I've read. Like he has, uh, he has a big name from his 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 time coaching the Gators. Uh, Hamilton in the chat says Urban Meyer has great strategy: run before the cops show up. Well, <laughs> yeah, he he's like a uh, he's like he's like an eighteen year old at an yeah. underage drinking party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jump that fence and get out of the way. Once I did it, we, we that happened to me once, um, and I like literally jumped the fence, and uh, my hat dropped as I was jumping over the fence. And the it was guy a great behind hat, me, right? I think you've told this. Oh, story. I have told this story. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, good hat, loved it. And the guy behind me threw the hat over the fence and then got caught by the cops. What a what a uh, like step on the grenade move from him. Unbelievable. So you kept the hat. Yeah, I mean, who knows where it is now? But it lasted another couple of days at least. Uh, yeah, I think Urban Meyer. There's no chance he lasts three years. <laughs> I don't. I mean, again, like I, the coaching track record. Is very is very impressive. Well, I'm with yeah, but I don't. Players, I'm not impressed. Yeah, I'm not impressed with like the Ohio State tenure. Like, I mean, but like, look what Ohio everyone State did wins, before he got there. Everyone wins at Ohio. That's State. not true though. And, and, won. Come and on. look what Florida did before he got there. Look what Utah did before he got there. Look what Bowling Green did before he got there and after he left. It's it's uh, again. I, I'm not. 
you see, this is coming off as if I'm defending him, and I that I don't <laughs> want that to be the case. Like I agree with everything you said, but I'm saying from a coaching perspective, uh, he's he's a proven program builder, a proven winner. Herbert Meyer, everything good happens after midnight, says somebody <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> he would not hire me on his staff then. Which is, which, which, yeah, which might like, be a good which, which might be a good sign for my future, right? I'd like I'd like this thread to keep going uh, for a bit. Uh, okay. Right. Um, I guess are there any other moves we should talk about that happened league wide before we, we talk about the Eagles? I know that's the only uh, coaching position that was finished and we don't need to be worried about uh, GM hires. Yeah, so. two GM positions filled. Um, Brad Holmes up in Detroit. Is it Brad Holmes, I, I believe? Yeah, and I then, think he yeah. seems to have a very good reputation. Yep. And then Scott Fitterer uh, with the Panthers. So, And I'm sure Shield knows, knows Scott Fitterer. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, I, I, I'm I, not going to act like I'm boys with him, but he is a – I think that was it. I think that's a good – I think that's what I was talking about with the Jaguars. Yeah, they should have hired, you know, competent, smart, mm-hmm. well-liked guy. And uh, I think that was a good move by them. A question from uh, my buddy Seif, who wants to know, who is the most successful coach to go from college to the NFL? Would you say it is Jimmy Johnson? Yeah. Oh, yes. Right? Got to be right. Am I forgetting somebody? I said Coughlin as well, but he I guess he went NFL first and then college and he, then back. No, he went No, he, he went BC to the Jags. Okay. So that's a good one. Oh, but he, good he didn't one. have the same type of success in Jacksonville that he did with the Giants. Sure. Although Jim he, Harbaugh. He built a great – yeah. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is a good one. Um, yeah, Bobby I mean, Petrino. Looking at it now, <laughs> that, was, that was Jim Harbaugh's, like, greatest stretch as a head coach anywhere, right? That three-year run with the Niners. Mm. I mean, Stanford it's, it's, never it's hard got to find like many a, coaches who well, – well, he was – I mean, he, he was in the Rose Bowl at Stanford – or the, um, the Orange Bowl, rather. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, they beat Virginia Tech during Andrew Luck's time. Uh, I do have to say, um, uh, our friend Ben Harris came by the other day, and I have a. Uh, oh, ho, ho. we can't, can't see really what see the back. It's yeah. hard to see. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard, hard to see. see. It's, a, uh, it's a it's a Brewer shirt, um, and it's uh, he picked it out a nice one because it's it's a, a memento from the one game playoff between the Brewers and Nationals before the Nationals went on to win the world series so there you go uh okay zach let's let's uh turn our attention back to the team we ostensibly talk about on the show and uh fill us in on i guess who who has already been interviewed by jeffrey Lurie. that we know about uh and then we can is, dig into each yeah. of the guys individually yes robert sala um the, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers um and 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 then their uh um it's escaping me right now. Pistol Joe, Jumpin' Joe, Jolton Joe Brady. Mm, yes, yes, boy. yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Joe Brady, um, offensive coordinator from the Panthers, and then Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator from the Titans. And these interviews And supposedly Mayo, Gerard, Gerard Mayo is set for tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's go chronologically. Let's start with, uh, with the Brady? wonderkind. Jolton Joe Brady, 31 years old. Uh Obviously, a bit of a meteoric rise over the past couple seasons. One season as the offensive coordinator at LSU, then one season as the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Shield, why don't you give us a, a bit of a breakdown on what Brady brings to the table schematically? How is that? How is that Panthers offense this year? Well, uh, I think it was a lot of uh, get the ball out, five receivers out in round, five man protections. I think those were some of the calling cards of his. Uh, LSU 
offense as well. And so the, the Panthers offense was playing pretty well for a stretch there. I think they were in the top top 10, I want to say, for offensive DVOA, and then they kind of crumbled a little bit down the stretch. I don't know what they finished at, but they I do have they some... Ta- like all the way to 17 or something. Yeah, like 11 I think they had a terrible stretch, as- yeah. Like week 15, yeah. Yeah, they were saw they were a competitive team for most uh, of the season, and they were they were pretty good offensively. They weren't a juggernaut, but they were solid. You know, they were Teddy Bridgewater. I think was mediocre for most of the year. They do have talent at the uh, skill positions there, specifically at wide receiver with the DJ official Moore. wide receiver prospect yes. of birds with friends, Robbie Anderson, and your boy Curtis Samuel had a uh, mm. career year. Down there by you, of course, in his in his free free agency year. So, um, I mean, it was nothing that I watched and thought, wow, this guy is unbelievable. There's potential there, of course. You know, at LSU, he, he had a very talented team for sure. He coached with Sean Payton before, so that is uh, – I know Eagles fans don't really like uh, – what, what did Sean Payton say? He took a jab, right, at he the said, Eagles like, this we're, week? Yeah, we're, we're not trying to uh... – <laughs> copy anything the Eagles have yeah. done or something like that. Okay. Like, All right. Uh, yeah. We're not following any model. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. Some, we're not modeling ourselves after yeah. the Eagles for anything. Uh, but he coached Sean Payton has been a very good offensive coach, of course. So that, it, you know, if that matters to you, then that is a good thing very young. I mean, all the stuff you talk about in terms of leadership and connecting with players and building a culture and you know how, like whenever a head coach a first time head coach and then they get asked you know hey what was you know different about this than you thought it would be and they're like all the things that come across your desk that have nothing to do with football geez i uh, that's common yep. right yes yeah yeah very so good. that that was very good so, <laughs> so that would be the thing that i would you know you would want to know about with him and so um it feels like it's probably a little bit early but uh i guess if he's someone who you really believe in then you might have to jump in a little bit early if other teams are looking at him I yes. think it would be a stretch. I would be surprised if uh, if he were the guy. Uh, you and him uh, share something in common. Him and I what? once shared a flight together, so maybe that's oh, what you're really? talking about. Yes. Oh, is uh, that what Zach's talking about? No, I was referring oh. to Shield, but yeah. Oh, me. To, uh, to where, Bo? Uh, it was actually, I believe it was from, I think it was back to Philly after he had gotten the Panthers job from Mobile. Well, I guess not Mobile, from Charlotte. Oh, okay. It was, so he was so going back to Philly. No, he was going to Philly? He or was you going connected back to Philly. No, no. It was That's from Charlotte to Philly. I believe his um, – because I think this is where you're going. I believe I believe his lady friend is from uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah. So uh, both of you guys have, have degrees from uh, from Penn State. He was a grad assistant at Penn State, oh. 15 and 16. He went to undergrad at William & Mary, a school that, that the tribe has, has produced some good NFL coaches, Mike Tomlin, Sean McDermott, and also some good beat writers, Joe Person. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> was a teammate with I mean, the, theirs, right? Teammate now we got it. Yep. Oh, he was? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. He was a teammate with Sean McDermott. And exactly. Awesome. Uh, coached yeah. by Jimmy Laycock, Y.E., as they call him down there. Could you, name the alma mater Wait, for, what? could you name the alma mater for? Could you name the alma mater for? Yeah, because his, his his name is spelled J I M M Y E. Jimmy Lake. Oh, did you yes. know that, Bo? Why were you letting that go? I mean, that's so weird that well, a guy's nickname, which you just knew yeah, his, his nickname, was you knew that's the craziest. The craziest thing of, of all about that nickname is that a guy's last name would be Laycock, and then that would not be related to his nickname. Well, it could be that they kind of knew where that would go, and so they said, "We got to switch up this first name and try to get some uh, get some juice out of it." Zach, I could you name, could on, you on name the alma mater for all 
uh, NFL beat writers oh, for the God. Athletic? Uh, probably not. I don't know. What about I, all I, I head mean, coaches? Not. I could probably Ooh. do head coaches. But no, we really? Head coaches? <laughs> are Pete, Pete Carroll. Uh, Pacific. Oh, my yeah. God. You sicko. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. Uh, Matt LaFleur. Um, I know this one. Ooh, that's a tough uh Let's see. Oh, he no. Was, oh, Matt LaFleur. I was thinking Matt Rule. Matt Rule is Penn State, right? Yeah, Matt LaFleur. Uh, he was the quarterback's coach in Notre Dame, but he didn't go there. He went to a small um, went to a small school. You got me on, on Matt LaFleur. What's, All right, so he, you can't do okay. it. Can't what's, do the, it. <laughs> what's the answer? All right, I'm sorry. No um, one knows the answer. Yeah. I bet I could get 90%, but we don't have to go through that. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. We'll He's end the show with that. Puffing the chest down. Puffing the chest down. <laughs> Saginaw yeah. Valley State University. Saginaw Valley State. Oh, Yeah. We should get Todd Harriman's on an off-season pod when nothing's going on. Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe spark, everyone relaxing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my thoughts on Joe Brady. I worry about the age thing. And uh, th- not as an ageist, but as like... But you are an ageist, to be fair. Well, I am an ageist. Yeah, although usually it's it's against older people uh, as prospects. I worry about the connecting, uh, you know, the authority figure in the locker room. Um, I mean, especially this Eagles team, he would be younger than like half the players. Um, and, you know, the, the administrative stuff that, that Sheila's talking about, like maybe you want to be a year early and you want to get in on who you mm-hmm. think is, uh, you know, this schematic genius, but there are, there are more things to uh, being a, a head football coach than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so coach. I would be, I would be a little bit skeptical. But if you if you're like pairing him with a you know like an elder statesman defensive coordinator like the Sean McVay Wade Phillips situation when yeah, McVay was thirty and then yeah, he had Phillips back with him. like you know Marvin yeah. Lewis or something like that mm-hmm. or like a John Fox I don't know although, you know don't love Fox but something like that you you could see it making a little bit of sense I don't yeah, I mean, think that he will be the hire I don't know um, now now he's know. he's he's had a handful of, of interviews here I think five teams or six teams have interviewed him. Um, yeah, it's 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 a big rise. Like at LSU, he wasn't even the offensive coordinator. He was the passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach. Right. But uh, Joe Burrow has given him a lot of praise, obviously, and that was a historic season. Uh, again, I, I I don't want to be a, a, a broken record on this. You 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 never know until you sit down and talk to and, and talk to the coach and talk to people who have worked uh, with him and who've played for him. Um, but uh, it's. It, it it might seem early. That said, it's always better to be a, a year early than a minute late, you know. Because hmm. I'm trying to decide if I a minute late. That's not that. About, like, I mean, well, well that's the expression that like if you want the guy, <laughs> it, you know, if you want the guy, but he takes another job, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Let me say uh, top of the morning to our Irish listeners and our viewers in the chat. Really, All right, who's I really, next? I really um, stalled the process there. Yeah, unless so, you so want to give Robert me an ad. Nothing, nothing else on Joe Brady? Okay. Well, yeah, How I mean, long do you want to go on Joe Brady? Yeah, just ask him uh, Robert Sal, who, who I think uh, Shield can can give us quite a bit on because he mm, nice brown bald yeah. man. No, 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 on my no. That was oh. the Seahawks. No. Like, that was because oh. of the Seahawks. <laughs> Not because of the Oh yeah. No, was he there in like a Starbucks line? Like who's who? Was he there when you were there? Was he in Jacksonville at the time? I don't think he was there when I was there. Okay. I just yeah. saw you yeah. had in our – and to our, all our listeners, go in and check the Athletic Real Time uh, where we post updates throughout the day. Uh, Shield had a post up there 
about Robert Sala, and it, it, and and based on some of the insight you gave, I, I thought you guys overlapped because you talked. So about with Sherman. so so with the real time thing, there's pretty much one day a week where I'm like, shoot, I gotta start doing this more, <laughs> and that happened to be that day, yeah. and that's why I commented, and I was like, you know what, I should just drop a note in every time they interview somebody, <laughs> just give a thought on it, yeah. and uh, as you can tell, that did not last the entire week, <laughs> and so uh, the only person I gave an it's opinion tough. on was Robert Sala, uh, but I, I actually have been, you know, just in the past couple of years, I would say I've been, you know, intrigued by him and following following him closely, I really liked last year when the 49ers started to get good his uh his sideline you know mannerisms now it's gotten kind of you know it's overblown now it was like every game this year but when it was its own thing yeah when it was first happening it was exciting i'm like who is this crazy who is this guy just going nuts on the sideline after every uh defensive stop and so uh i have followed him a little bit more closely because I, i like seeing those cover three guys you know all these uh guys who are supposedly running the same scheme who's adapting to it who's not and i can tell you that of the of that kind of seahawks tree whether it's the Quinn, Sala, Gus Bradley, who am I who am I forgetting there? Chris Richard, uh, Dan Quinn. Of all those guys, I think he's done the best job of adapting that scheme and not just saying saying, Hey, I learned this, you know, with Pete Carroll, this is what we're running. Because if you look at all their numbers, they do not just run that scheme. Uh, they they mixed in a lot of uh, quarters coverage. They were heavy zone, but a lot of two deep looks. And if you look at their numbers this year, they were sixth, I believe, in defensive DVOA, and they were like they were crushed by injuries. I don't know that there was a defense that was more decimated by injuries than the 49ers. So I think he's got some things going for him. I, I kind of feel like remember that Gus Bradley hiring cycle, and that obviously didn't work out. I feel like Salah has a chance to be the good version of Gus Bradley. I think he's someone who whatever city he goes to, he's going to have the media eating out of the palm of his hand. He's going to be a really likable person. I think that first year is going to be a honeymoon period where everyone's like, oh, you know, this guy's, you know, fun to be around. And players, it seems legit. I don't think it's phony. He seems authentic. You hear Richard Sherman towards the end of the year had a press conference and just like, you know, almost unprompted just went off on on what a good coach, uh, what a good head coach Robert Sala is going to be. And so there are credentials there you know he's he could probably bring you an offensive coordinator in that Shanahan scheme if that's what you uh, want to run he seems to be able to connect with players he seems to be well liked I mean my rule number one is like don't hire the a-hole basically and I think he would would at least pass that uh, that test and then defensively uh, you know I don't know that he's like a genius or anything but I like that he's shown an ability to adjust to maximize the talent at his disposal to develop some younger players there and so uh, I don't think Salah is a bad candidate I mean it seems like like a lock basically that he's going to get one of these jobs and uh, I don't think he would be a bad candidate. He's had uh, two interviews with the Jets now, and he went from that second interview to the Eagles interview. <clears throat> and he's also, uh, you know, said to be, you know, maybe hoping for that Lions job because he's from the area potentially. Um, you know, we we talked about on the other the other night that it would be unlikely for Jeffrey Lurie to hire a defensive coordinator, but I do think that uh, Sala is a, is a uh, possible hire. Um, I think it's for real, and I I think I'd be on board too. And it's because of what you were saying. There's there's an obvious link for him and it's already been reported i think by michael silver that he would bring mike lafleur with him as his offensive coordinator who's the passing game coordinator 
uh, with the 49ers and I think was I think was his bet the best man at, at Salah's wedding um, so that makes sense I to think, me is it is was it, it bad or, or, or was Matt LaFleur the best man and and like so he's connected that I think I don't know okay I thought that I thought I heard someone that say right. that so something it, it, somebody like was brother someone's of the best, best man, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well I know that's right. <laughs> I mean, good post story. Um, yeah. And who was the best man at your wedding? You asked that in the opening press conference, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good, yeah. a good open. Yeah, was it Matt or Mike? There was a lot of confusion. I could have looked this up, but I'm burning my question on this. Um, so, and we know, and we know that you know Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman have sort of um, fetishized the uh, Shanahan offense a bit. You know how eager they were to go out and get Skango last year so i think i think you could see the appeal from their perspective if you get that marriage and then even if um even if you are going to have to if things go great and you have to replace lafleur eventually you know you would have that scheme still and and you could backfill that a little bit i I could see it making sense i think it would be an exciting hire i think it's i think it's possible yeah i mean certainly you know he's 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 credentialed right and by all uh, by all indications has has that leadership ability which which is important uh it seems eagles are casting a wide net i would imagine that's uh that's probably one they would have to act quickly on and if if they don't it it means the jets didn't take him and and now that the lions have a gm in place maybe the lions move forward a a little bit quicker but uh yeah i mean it's 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 it would be a defensible hire for sure i do think a defensive hire and a defensive hire Uh, i do think go ahead I was going to oh, say, I, yeah, I do well, think it would be funny, just anecdotally, that uh, the Eagles would be hiring the defensive coordinator for one of the two non-NFC East teams that Doug mm-hmm. Peterson beat in 2000. I thought you were going to say it would be funny that they hire a brown bald guy. I mean, I would just be defend. They'd be like 0-13, <laughs> the guy's screwing it's it up. Not give, his him fault. A, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Be patient. All right, I got a question here, but uh, I don't know who's doing the first uh, ad read, if you want to cue yes, that. Yes, that, uh, that Zach, boy our up, next but... uh, candidate to talk about is uh, Ernest, who the Eagles are interviewing. But go ahead, Sheila. Oh, well, that's, a, that's a very good that's a, that's a very go ahead, good segue yeah, yeah. there. Before, yeah, before you get to that, Greggy D wants to know, you know, I wrote the rule. I would follow or that uh, owners should follow for hiring a head coach and one of them was to lean towards an offense first guy Greggy D wants to know is Salah the only defensive head coach that I would break that rule for uh no I, I mean that was a I, I tried to word that specifically lean towards that would not be a, a deal breaker for me if I had a candidate who I liked who was special team CEO defense whatever I would hire that guy one, one thing I think that's interesting about hiring the defensive head coach is that I do feel like you might have a little bit, well, I, I have two thoughts on this, but that sort of Shanahan, uh, McVay, LaFleur, Arthur Smith offensive scheme that is running rampant now, if that's the scheme you're running uh, with a guy like, let, let's say they bring in Mike LaFleur, it should theoretically be easier to replace that guy, right? Because right. now you have all these teams around the league who are running this scheme. And so that's the fear when you hire a defensive yes, head coach exactly. is that if the offensive coordinator lights it up for you, he's out of there. And now you got to keep backfilling that position. Well, for that scheme, there are a lot of people who know that scheme. Now Stefanski, you know, the Browns are running it, the Vikings, it's literally a quarter of the league. And so there should be people who are more familiar with it. And then the other hand, I think, could this be the offensive version of those cover three teams? Like everyone's looking for this now. 
they're go they're proliferating throughout the league. And a year from now, are we going to say, hey, defensive coordinator X laid the blueprint on how to uh, stop this? And look, half these coaches don't have a plan B. They didn't adjust. And now that's getting shut down. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I do think when you are looking in that Arthur Smith type uh, type tree, you need to make sure you have coaches who know how to adjust and will have a plan B for their offensive scheme rather than just, hey, their, their scheme's working really well right now. And I'd say on the defensive thing, they they just need to have a plan. And I think Jeffrey Lurie talked about this. Like, as long, you know, that, that, that there's an obvious plan with Salah uh, that he would bring, you know, potentially to the floor. Like, if you're going to hire Todd Bowles, it's important to know what Todd Bowles is idea for what the offense is going to be because you know he had jeremy bates i think in with the jets and it was terrible so um, and you had chen gale uh, and, and, and chen gale. first that's yeah. right um now so now uh, it needs to oh, be the whole picture go ahead what what shield said though is is uh is accurate and, and it's something that's discussed is is that when you uh if you're hiring a, a defensive a defensive coach because he's going to bring along this guy if it and the guy being the offensive coordinator, if that if 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 that offensive coordinator does a good job, he's out the door. Then what? You know, you saw with Ray Rhodes and John Gruden, right? And then the Eagles didn't adequately fill that position. They hired, I think, I think Dana Bible um, mm-hmm. from Boston College didn't work out. Uh, and there are a handful of of different examples of of that. And there's a school of thought that it doesn't happen as often the other way around, right? You know, if if you're matching up Doug Peterson with Jim Schwartz, the defensive coach isn't getting that same type of attention as the offensive coordinator. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Zach, let's get to the golden boy. We'll open the floor and let you talk about Artie, All right, yeah, I'm Artie <laughs> Smith, who uh, reportedly interviewed today. Yeah, all right. I'm, I mean, first off, he's not my boy, number one. Okay? <laughs> um, no, he, he ran impressive offenses uh, with the Titans. Arthur Smith, two years as the offensive coordinator with uh, Tennessee when they hired him to replace Matt LaFleur. When LaFleur got hired by the Packers, it was – uh, a bit of a surprising hire, right? You know, he he doesn't follow the traditional offensive coordinator path, and that he wasn't a quarterbacks coach; he was a tight ends coach. Um, that's that's not something you you typically see in, in terms of that promotion. Um, but in his two years with the Titans, he's he's helped uh, revitalize Ryan Tannehill's career. Um, uh, Derrick Henry's been the leading rusher both seasons. Uh, now, Derrick Henry obviously has a lot to do with that, right? You know, I mean, he's a he's an incredible running back. But Arthur Smith has has uh, discipline schemes. They, they, you know, he he uh, runs the ball well, mixes in play action, takes shots downfield. 
Um, he has uh, been, re- as, as I've mentioned on this podcast, he, he doesn't have a lot of diversity of experience in terms of different teams that he's been in. It's mostly been with the Titans, um, and but he's been retained by four different head coaches, which which means you know four different coaches got that job and and had to decide who they were going to keep in, on their staff. And so it's it's uh, comparable, not entirely, but you look at Deuce Staley with the Eagles. I mean, if if Jeff Stoutland sticks around, we're going to talk about the Stoutland. Yeah, uh, basically, coaches come in. They identify the guys on the staff that you know that either they are told to keep or that they're impressed by in the in the interviews. And uh, you know, Andy Reid did it with Juan Castillo, with John Harbaugh, for instance. You know, so so oftentimes you retain the most impressive coaches there. Um, so I so I I think that speaks to Arthur Smith a bit, and uh, the fact that Mike that that Mike Vrabel hired him, and um, from from a lot of clips I've I've read, he's one of those guys who's particularly popular among his players uh so the eagles have him in he's interviewed with a handful of other teams again he kind of fits the the trendy offensive coordinator profile i've heard kevin stefanski as a comparison because they kind of came up in in one organization as opposed to you know traveling around the country but uh i mean we'll see only two years as an offensive coordinator i think the case for arthur smith is almost entirely look what he did to ryan Tannehill. he can do that to carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. yeah i, I agree okay. well similar types of quarterbacks right you know mobile you know you know big mobile yeah so yeah i mean i i would say he had you can't argue with the numbers that they've put up uh over the last two years for sure and uh you know the playoff uh loss that you know, I, I don't know. I guess that that happens. I mean, that was not a particularly uh, good game for the Titans offense. They score 13 points and lose uh, mm-hmm. at home. Obviously, you're not judging a guy by one game. But I guess if he were hired, that would, you know, those would probably in Philadelphia, those would be among the first questions would be what happened in that uh, playoff game. So I would I would uh, let me play devil's advocate. And I, I will say I, I thought he passed the eye test. I mean, they schemed up explosive plays throughout the course of two seasons. Like you said, Tannehill had never had that uh, success before. So I, I thought that he did do a good job. But if I wanted to play devil's advocate, I could say you're really going by Let's see, 16, and they played 9, 10, 11. You're going by like 27 games, basically, of Arthur Smith. Because with Marcus Mariota as his quarterback in 2019, that offense continued to be a bore Mm -hmm. and be terrible. Now, Or on the floor. That could be that... Oh, we're doing a... uh, My wife and I made made a little swap. I am agreeing to do Veep. Okay. That's you, a good you, show. You guys You'll watch, like Veep. You guys yeah. watch yeah. Veep? Yep. Yeah, good. we're in yeah. the second season. Marissa, you, you a Veep person or no? No, but they filmed the scene yeah. on campus at Maryland. They planted palm it trees. It always they comes plant- back to yes. fear in the turtle. They planted yeah. palm trees for it. Um, it was oh. like a big deal when they were there. So, But I've never <laughs> seen right. I've never actually seen it. I just thought like, oh, that's, that's cool. So okay. right, maybe I'll watch I'll it too. I'll look out for that episode. I got some two weeks vacation coming up, so. <laughs> oh, all right. So my and my wife and is, in agree- return, is agreeing to watch Succession. Yeah, which is oh, what a fun rewatch. Is any yeah, uh, good. you guys in on Succession or no, Marissa? Of course, yeah. 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 No, no, I know you are. Oh, I don't yeah, know if Zach yeah, or Marissa. Yeah. Marissa, I've never seen it. All I've right, Succession. Therapy. Put that put that pretty much at the top of your list for vac- vacation. Okay. I, I would say, right? Would you so, guys agree? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it belongs towards the top. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, it, now you're it, underselling. It depends, Last year, it depends you what kind of show you're looking for. Veep is a yeah. Veep, yeah. Veep makes you laugh. Succession's a it's it's a Succession's different type great. Of show. It's good. Yeah. Huh. I I like them both. I've watched a lot of good TV this year. What do you want me to say? I don't know. So my uh, and again, I I I try to kind of stay out of like uh, political talk here on, on the show because um, <laughs> it's just the Veep, are, Zach. Yeah, it's not yeah, real. Those are it's not a documentary. <laughs> no, no. So so this is what I'm gonna say. So when you watch Veep, you're like. You're like, you know, there's, uh, this is like uh, so much satire that you can never see any of this happening. And then you see the Four Seasons landscaping uh, thing that mm. that actually happened, and yeah. you're like, that is straight from a Veep episode. Like that, that yeah. is the, that's that's a plot from Veep. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say then you see the four years that we just yeah. had. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> much Perhaps more nefarious. Yes. All right, yes. but we'll, but, all right, but we'll get back to football. But, but Bo, you didn't exactly sell that Succession should be at the top of the list. So I just want to know what else. No, what, what Succession's else should, great. All right, what Succession's else? Yeah, what are you watching? These what days, else should Bo? be in the mix? What else should be in the mix? Yeah. Uh, I love pa- Patriot. Was great. Patriot. Um, Ted Lasso was really was. Ted Lasso's a good one. The undoing on the undoing on. Uh, I, I watched that. HBO. Yeah. That's good. Scary. Yeah, that's Go good. watch that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, You're watching Your Honor now. Okay. This is not new. That? This is not new, but but uh, Justified has been like the the. You know, I've been occupying my evenings oh, with a couple episodes. Of Justified, so good. How's um, Zach? You had one there. Yeah, we're watching Your Honor. Oh, how is it? Um, it's good. Yeah, okay. it's good so far. Your Honor, with, Your uh, Honor. Brian Cranston. Yeah, with uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, that 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 one, uh, you know, you watch like the uh, the preview, and you're like, I'm in on this, but I have not, yes. uh, I have not uh, jumped in there. I would say Ted uh, Lasso. Call me was, by your, or, I mean, uh, sorry, go ahead. If you're looking for, if anyone's looking for, like, you know, just a sort of couples show, a nice wind down, you know, evening, have some laughs. I mean, that I don't think that can be outdone, right? Ted Lasso, you're just feeling so good. good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's very good. I may destroy you was maybe the other best thing I saw, but it's not. It's oh. not a light watch. That's, that's not intense, the, right? Yeah. yeah, it's intense. I've got this list of in- intense shows, but uh, I don't know. Mm. The kids might the kids might have to get a little bit older. The world might have to get a little bit better, and then I can knock some yeah. of those out. You know, the during the pandemic, the Ted La- I've needed like the Ted Lasso yeah, type. Ted Lasso shows. is very, uh, very ideal for that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arthur okay. Smith. So as we were saying, I don't know. Yeah, I, what I worry you about. Four on the floor. Yeah, what I what I yeah. worry about with Arthur Smith is what I said um, that it seems like the whole pitch is that he can he can fix Carson Wentz. Um, I don't, uh, and and I worry about making the head coach hire based on um, who can best fix our quarterback situation and not finding who the best head coach is. Well, well here, yeah, here, you don't. I mean, I like he, he might have leadership traits that are, uh, you know, that. Are worthy of being a head coach. He like, might. like you don't know that. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I'm just telling you my read. I don't think you hire him because of the Titan scheme. I, you know, again, you sit down with him and 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 you hear his ideas, you hear his philosophies. How does he present himself to the team? How does he connect with players? How does he build a staff? How does he interact with people in all uh, facets of of the of of the operation? So. Well, yeah, that's, that's why matters. that's why the process process is so flawed because he wouldn't even be getting a look if the Titans' offense didn't exactly. play well. That, but he I'm, might have exactly. all those qualities you exactly. just mentioned. This is why I don't understand why yeah. you know you could be you could go. I don't know who the linebackers coach was for like the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. 
guy might right. be an unbelievable leader yeah. and connect with players and have great ideas. And so uh, it's it's just kind of strange how they do it. And I, I do agree with just interviewing as many people as possible. You're hopefully not getting this opportunity often. You can steal ideas. People have to bring their best stuff to the table when they're interviewing with you. And so uh, I do, you know, it felt like the Eagles did that last time around and they should do that this time around. How about this though with Arthur Smith? They were the most run heavy offense in the entire NFL this year. Uh, well, he, Jeffrey Lurie, that'd be on the yeah, short I mean, list. But they had Derrick, yeah, they had Derrick Henry though too. That, so. But but Ryan Tannehill has been among the most efficient True. quarterbacks in the league. True. I guess you're right. It worked, but I think that yeah. Jeffrey Lurie would want to know about that, given his uh, sure. his background. I mean, they ran the passing. ball more than Cam Newton and the uh, the Patriots, more than Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So, anyway, interesting. Even in that playoff game. Right? Did, yeah, yeah, they that, ran. Yeah. I mean, they were running on early down. That's when it came back to bite them. They're running the ball on early downs, and Derrick Henry was getting yep. stuffed. So yeah, that's a good point. No, but uh, to the point she was just saying, like that—that that was the genius of the Andy Reid hire. Right? Was that you don't just look for the hot offensive coordinator. You ask around. You ask other coaches, well, like other an players. Offensive coordinator. Salah's, you know, pretty yeah, pretty easy. On no, the but eyes. I'm, I'm, but like that's I, I, I think in defensive coordinator. Yeah, true. And again, uh, the way uh, Joe Banner has has told the story is actually glossing like, over this entirely. <laughs> that Go they've ahead. asked that they've asked, uh, you know, they asked all these different players and coaches who was the most impressive coach. You know, you've been around that kind of thing, and like Andy Reid, someone who who they were aware of, but the rest of the league was saying, well, he's a He's a quarterbacks coach, former tight ends coach. So, um, yeah. So, I, so I agree that if if you have conviction in in terms of uh, in terms of someone's leadership, that's what matters more than the scheme. Well, I'm trying to think if there's even like who would even be in second place of most attractive head coach candidates so far for the Eagles. Well, I wrote down the guys uh, you mentioned, and yeah, I wouldn't say there's a clear. Uh, Second place there. I don't know that I have like a great idea about how all these guys look, but I don't know what Gerard Mayo looks like. Yeah, I don't know what he looks like either. I know what he looks like. I mean, um, handsome, bald. No, he's not bald. Certainly in good shape, I would imagine. Well, okay. Uh, now, speaking of, you mentioned Joe Banner. Someone asked in the, uh, I think this was our, our guy, Rich Bobby or Defop. Uh, you know, Joe Banner has said on Twitter that he feels like. The Eagles would not have made the Peterson move if, uh, unless they just are, you know, they had a, somebody, they know who they're going to hire. This is all part of the process, kind of like what I just mentioned. But basically that they already know who they're going to hire. It's a done deal, and it just hasn't happened yet. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think uh, they might have an idea. I don't think it's a done deal. Um but I also think the reporting of, um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie wanting to make this decision and maybe Howie Roseman not necessarily wanting to, um, that it was a little bit split, probably tells a different story, um, that this was was more of a hasty decision. Um, that said, like they had that full weekend, like they, they had some time in between the two meetings where like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie could have been back channeling yeah. to make sure that the guy he really wants um, could be available. I don't know. It would be interesting. It would be a little bit like depending on who the person is could be pretty disappointing. Like what if it's uh, what if it's his boy who he, he gave the one name reference to during the press conference on Monday? Josh. Josh. Yikes. You know, Mike Mike Sando had a had a great nugget early in the season. I remember 
uh, looking at Josh McDaniel's offenses with Tom Brady and without Tom Brady. And now it's a, you know, a fairly decent sample yeah. without Tom Brady. And I'm going to revisit these numbers, but they were not, uh, not impressive. So unless you're, you're getting me, um, you know, Tom Brady from like five years ago, even coming with Josh McDaniels, then I don't really understand why that would be a very attractive hire, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So I, some, so I, I, I would think that they have someone that they know they can hire, right? Like that there's me the, deuce. <laughs> sure. deuce. Yeah. Maybe that they have like a, a fail safe in their back pocket, but they, but they want to scan the league Poor deuce. He's got to leave. I'll, He's got to put it this get, way. Yeah. If, if they have a hire already, like if, if they have someone that they know, then it's, 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 uh, it's almost disingenuous to the process. You know, we always talk about how, how you have to scan the league, how, how, how you have to go in with an open mind. If they fire Doug knowing who they're going to hire, um, then it's the opposite of that. And it may, and, and frankly, um, it makes what Jeffrey Lurie said the other day uh, disingenuous, you know. Uh, and, and, the, and, and frankly, that's, that's, that's like regardless of, of, of the race of the person they hire. Like even if they hire a, a person of color, the whole point of, of this is to – talk to as many is, is is to give people this opportunity to interview to learn about them like the the background of the Rooney rule was that Mike Tomlin was not the obvious choice uh in a situation I believe they had Russ Grimm and Ken Wisenhunt right and they interviewed Mike Tomlin who was a, a little known defensive coordinator with the Vikings and just blew him away in the interview so you never know until you sit down with the guy and so if if you have your mind made up I think it's disingenuous I think that's right. And I think, um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie talks a lot about like intellectual curiosity um, mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to find answers. So it would it would fly in the face of that. That said, like we've talked about, there is a uh, there is a pattern where this organization tends to think that it knows best yes. um, and it would fit into that pattern. So I don't know. I don't, that's not an answer on whether I think it's possible. But uh, but if that is the truth, it would be uh, profoundly disappointing. I think that would be strange because, you know, as as you both sort of alluded to, you might have the, the person who you want to hire, but what if you interview someone and they blow you away? I mean, that exactly. happens that's all the point. time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying about Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you can't even go into it like that. I mean, maybe, I don't know, it, it feels terrible to say. I guess they could look, view Deuce as sort of their – you know, if no one blows us away, we're going to hire Deuce. Exactly. I mean, gosh, that sucks yeah. for Deuce. He's just, you know, uh, but I guess that could be the process. But, yeah, I, I would be surprised if that were somebody, if that's someone outside the organization, that to me is really weird. And All by right. the way, that description was was probably Doug in 2016, right? Like, you know. Well, except if, he wasn't if, their first choice. That's what he no, means. No, yeah, yeah he's that's the what I'm saying. Like, uh, he's, he's like, he's yeah, the guy yeah, in your yeah. back pocket. Well, right. if we're not going to hire if, if you can't McAdoo's hire Gates or you can't hire McAdoo, then yeah, we we know we can get Doug because no one else is 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 hiring Doug. Yeah. yeah. Zach, take us through this uh, this Jeff Stoutland news that was mm-hmm. reported by Bruce Feldman uh, today. Yeah, the Athletics Bruce Feldman, an outstanding outstanding reporter and author, um, uh, just totally plugged in. Had mm-hmm. a report. So you're saying he's not an outstanding man. Well, that too. I was, yeah, that too. Uh, uh, TV host, yeah, colleague, everything. Uh, yeah, really like Bruce. Uh, had a a, a report this morning that 
Um, Jeff Stoutland is expected to join Alabama staff to replace Kyle Flood, uh, who is taking uh, the offensive line job at, at Texas. Um, and this was like this was meant for for the college football audience, but you know it obviously caught on big in, in, in Philadelphia. Uh, now this is not official, and my understanding is that Jeff Stoutland is is still under contract with the Eagles, and so this there's there's a lot at play here. Whether it's uh, the Eagles not letting Stoutland out of that contract, or Stoutland waiting to kind of see who the next coach is, I don't know the answer to that. I you know I I from from what I heard, Alabama was was expecting this to happen, and uh, and we'll see what happens. So. Um, so, but Jeff Stoutland, as both of you have uh, have written about, just one of the best assistant coaches Eagles have had here in a long time, revered by his or, or, or respected by his players, and has made a major difference on the field. Yeah, I think uh, it's fair to say that this would be a significant loss, um, and I think it also does play into like the the Deuce fallback plan. Uh, like, I think it makes less sense to keep Deuce as your head coach if you're not going to also be able to keep Jeff Stoutland. Not that you should be making a decision um, on that alone. But, yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you said, you know, all the things Stoutland has done with these guys, he's fantastic. Uh, They swear by him. You wonder how much um, Jason Kelsey's decision Mm -hmm. to return or not would be affected by Jeff Stoutland leaving. Um, That said, uh, Sam Lynch made this point on Twitter, and and, uh, I agree with it. We've talked about it. Like, uh, offensive line coach is – like the spot where every every fan base thinks they have like a great offensive line coach uh that that is true but you know i think it is fair to say that stoutland is very good and makes makes a very significant difference on the team well yeah that is true i i would say it is kind of there's a it's polarizing though i would say they either think they have the worst offensive line coach or the best (laughs) offensive line coach because i'll tell you when i was in seattle no one thought Mm. that they had a very good was that tom cable yeah, is he, he's probably going to ja- – is he going to Jacksonville for uh... – I thought you were going to say, is he going to jail? Oh, I hope he's no, going to jail. No, I thought he might go on Urban Meyer's uh, – uh, you know. Yeah, the good thing about Urban Meyer building a staff is that it'll be an easy, soft landing spot for a lot of people in the administration. Oh, Gosh. Uh, all right. Now I lost – Got all right. What I was going to say. <laughs> yes, but but you know, so, so my point is if you have an offensive line coach who you know is very good – uh, you would like to keep him. And especially someone like Stoutland, who has coached in different schemes. I mean, I think one reason Stoutland is so good is because, you know, he had coached in uh, at Alabama, at Miami. He had been in these different college schemes. Then he comes to the NFL. Then he's with Chip. Then they go more, you know, West Coast stuff with Doug Peterson. Like, he was able to kind of meld all these different things together uh, with their run game and with their protection, and I, I just think he's done a, you know, he's done a fantastic job. I, I always like to look at uh, who's doing more with less. Uh, you know, it's always hard to sort of gauge some of these assistants, but you know, when they have all those injuries, and when you have a guy like Mylata uh, improving, I, I guess you could point the other way with Dillard, although it's a smaller. Uh, sample there but even you know get it it's not easy to just get a guy like uh herbig to like start games for you and not be a complete disaster it does you know that's not what you brag about when you're talking about your credentials but that's like especially offensive line coach that's a big part of the job i mean i think jeff stoutland would tell you anybody can coach you know jason peters is not hard to coach uh lane johnson is probably not hard to coach those guys are gonna in their primes we're going to be good but 
the backups and the player development and hey is this an area where we don't have to spend a lot of resources can we find guy in Isaac Sayamalu you know who can come in and be a solid starter for us that kind of thing uh he's Big got v. a he's got yeah he got Big V paid I mean he's got a lot of success stories and a lot of wins on his resume so uh I, I feel like from that last transition I mean my understanding is that if the Eagles did not want Jeff Stoutland back and he's under contract, then it's cut, you know, then it's pretty much a non-issue. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Go. It very well could be a case of ownership. And, uh, I think he, he really was beloved and respected. Um, you know, I just know when I wrote that, I know this a flex, but when I wrote that, this is a worthwhile flex. Well, this is the only story I think I've written. Yeah, I think this is true. You haven't ruined the guy's career. Well, yeah, that too. This is the only story where I've written about uh, a person and like multiple people in the organization are contacting me saying like, good job on that. Thank you for telling his story. He has been really important. Uh, and so they felt like he he kind of deserved a lot of credit uh, during that Super Bowl season. So it could be a situation where Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman are saying, you know, we're not going to screw you. If you want to go to Alabama when there's a decision on the table, we'll let you out of your contract. However, can you wait? Let's just, Let's would, you, would you mind yeah. waiting to see who we hire? We we would love for you to stay. And, you know, just we, we want you to at least have that option and then make a decision. Now, a new coach could come in and say, no, thank you. I have an offensive line coach and uh, that type of thing. Jeff Stoutland could say, no, thank you. I don't want to work for a new coach. Josh I know, McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> I know what it's like to work under Nick Saban, but uh, I know just from doing that story, you know, just the difference in your off season being a college coach at a place mm-hmm. like Alabama. And I've heard this about guys who have actually worked for Urban Meyer that like you don't get a minute to yourself mm-hmm during recruiting season. Like it, it is a terrible experience. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, does he really where, want to do that? Where you are, you are expected to be recruiting, recruiting, recruiting constantly. And that is your off season. And I know Jeff Stoutland's off seasons here. It was hard for him at first. Like, you know, it was kind of like, what do I do? He started golfing a lot. You know, he took up different hobbies with his kids, but it was weird at first to just have this presence in your home who you're not used to being around for these months. But I would imagine you would get used to that and like that specifically at his age. But I mean, who knows? He obviously loves being an offensive line coach. He loves being in a competitive environment. So uh, who knows how he views it exactly? Yeah. Alabama's uh, that's, that's a different job than a lot of other places. So like, I, I don't think he would, you know, take, take the Syracuse offensive line coach job right. just to be working. Right. You know, Although he did coach there, right? He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I brought that yeah, up. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wasn't but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Alabama working for Nick Saban and uh, look, Bill O'Brien, who was an NFL head coach, right. Took that job as the offensive coordinator. Well, at, that's at, a at, good at career move. I don't think that's like, yeah, a... that's what I'm saying. But that job's not viewed like if, if you work at Alabama on Nick Saban's staff, that's, that's not viewed as just, just like, a college job. The, right? yeah, the, but, uh, the, the recruiting uh, infrastructure there is a little bit self-sustaining, right? Like that too, and yeah, and and there are guys on the, on on that staff who are like great recruiters, and then yeah, they're probably uh, coaches who are there to develop offensive linemen. But, but I also wouldn't say he Saban has a reputation as somebody who people say this is great to work for Nick Saban. I mean, ask right. uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, True, you know, but uh, him and Stout go back. 
You know, yeah. Stouts worked for him twice. Yeah, uh, I Michigan mean, it, State and, yeah, it, uh, and and then Alabama. That's true. I mean, it could be a situation where and they made a push for him in the past. Was it last year or two years yeah. ago? Yeah. Last yeah. time his contract was up. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It yeah, could sorry. be a situation where, you know, Stoutland says, I'll do this, but I'm not going on the road for this many days <laughs> recruiting. I'll, yeah. you know, do a little bit. I'll do it virtually and I'll do a great job coaching the guys we have, but I don't want a part of that. I mean, you certainly, you know, he has enough clout. The guy is, you know, yeah. has been yeah. a fan. This isn't like somebody who's just coming up. So, you know, that we're just talking it out here, that could be a situation where if you're wondering why he would do that, maybe there is a setup like that. Um, and then, Zach, one more scheduled interview for tomorrow. We, we talked a little bit about Gerard Mayo. Maybe it's just a, a fact-finding mission to see if you want this guy to be your defensive coordinator under Josh McDaniels. Maybe, uh, or, or In, perhaps. Important here because he is the one guy linked to the Eagles so far who is not on our list of 52 players how much oh my uh, gosh, how much sure. how much guilt would we although have to take well no kellen moore was on it and then we took kellen moore off right Ooh, when he no. decision was it to take him off oh did we when take he signed him? his extension oh, I, I, believe I remember writing his thing up. but you yeah. did write the blurb and then we uh, took him off get that bad boy in there guys. send that yeah. bad boy to pistol pete yeah we we definitely wrote the blurb on kellen <laughs> that's moore. funny um but uh so yeah mayo has has only coached for two seasons in new england our colleague in New England, Jeff Howell, wrote a story last year that uh, he was already calling defensive plays in practice, um, and he's he's been identified kind of as as a future as a future head coach. Now, two years is a very short period of time, but again, you you know, if there's someone you've heard good things about. I know Mike Garofolo, um, you know, our our friend at the NFL Network, said that uh, Jed Fish, who was Howie Roos, who was who was Howie Roseman's roommate, now Arizona's head coach, was in New England last year, um, was really impressed by uh, Mayo and, and might have tired Jed relayed Fish. that to Howie. What's just, that? Just, just do <laughs> yeah, like, stop dancing Fish. around it. Just yeah. hire Jed Fish. Um, but, yeah, so I, so that's the profile of Mayo. You're not, hiring, you're not hiring a guy with a lot of coaching experience, but you're hiring someone who's very well regarded. I, I put out on Twitter that if, if you're going to interview uh, – uh, Mayo, you should you should interview D'Amico Ryant, who has a similar like profile in terms of he's only coached three years, but a former player, very respected. And I, I can tell you anecdotally, in the past decade, um, there haven't been many players more respected who've who've come through that locker room. I think I'd say D'Amico, Darren Sproles are two guys that probably put who were like universally respected. I put Joe Walker in there. The Ed Black Courage work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, those two. So, we go uh, win. <laughs> yeah, Captain Miko is uh, is a name I, I would look out for. Okay. And, and not to mention uh, Chip Kelly for like the 15th time in this podcast. But um, Chip once did a uh, – he, he had a survey done before the 2016 season um, that the NFL does for all new coaches. He was a new coach in San Francisco, and he was asked – who have you coached that is going to be a future head coach? And he said, D'Amico Ryans. There you go. I remember, I remember, you know, Chip, yeah, Chip Kelly spoke so highly of D'Amico Ryans that I thought they had, you know, some kind of uh, special relationship. And so I remember like trying to ask D'Amico Ryans about it. And it was very clear that it like, 
Ryan's was he was just going to be every coach's favorite player. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But like he didn't like it, it wasn't really reciprocated. He wasn't like, oh yeah. my gosh, it's amazing playing for yeah. Chip Kelly. He just yeah, so like right. you know. And so I, I scrapped that story angle pretty quickly. I, you know, I thought they formed like some connection, right. and this was like a big deal. Yeah, no, it, it he's was just not, coaches love him. Yeah, yeah and no yeah. matter who the coach was, they were exactly. going to say that about him. Uh, I don't have my, I don't have a lot to add about uh, Mayo that Zach. Uh, How could you? Didn't yeah. cover. I think it's a fine person's interview. Okay, couple shows. It, what Bridgerton? What's Bridgerton, Marissa? Mm. You said you watch Bridgerton. Yeah. What's that? I don't, I don't even <laughs> know what that is. There's like a hot guy in Bridgerton, right? Is that yeah. the? <laughs> yes. Okay, you have my attention. <laughs> That's the metal I know. <laughs> yes. Um, it's on Netflix. It's like 1800s, but like with a... 1800s? Yeah, but it's like a pop hip to like, I don't know. It's like, it's hmm. it's very modern, but also like based in the 1800s. It's so. a Shonda Rhimes show, right? Yes. Yes. Is that what uh, I mm-hmm. Look at Zach for, just I will, dropping I will showrunners say, left and right here. Yeah. I haven't, I, I haven't watched it, but I, I remember when she signed her contract with Netflix and they were. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Okay. Um, I will say the first like episode and a half, like it took me a little to get into and my cousins all watched it and were like, it's, they were like, I'm obs- obsessed with it, like blah, blah, blah. So I stuck with it. First episode was like, I was hard to follow and I agree. It was very, very good. So recommend. Okay. All right. And then the other one that came up here, uh, this one's gotten a lot of buzz. Cobra Kai. Anyone in on that? Mm, I've heard it's got. Sure. I've heard people like it. I've heard people. Uh, yeah, yeah. People I've say seen the thing. beginning. Better than of it that. has. Better than yeah. it has any right to be. They say right, but okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anything <laughs> else you want to? Talk? Any other shows you want to ask about? No, that's. I think I've gotten to most of them. I watched uh, uh, a show on Amazon Prime called Wayne that I had never heard of. And it was just Wayne. one season, ten episodes. I don't recommend it for you, Shield. It's a little, it's a little violent, uh, but I was very good. Hmm. And the uh, female protagonist was was outstanding. Um, okay, Zach. Any other uh, <laughs> uh, candidates who are like coming down the pike? Good, the Eagles have already transition. been linked to that they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody so named ESP- Wayne, perhaps. ESPN reported this morning that uh, Kellen Moore, the Eagles submitted a request hmm. for Kellen Moore. Kellen Less. So we'll wow. see there. Greg said. Greg says that. Uh, sorry, Bridgerton. <laughs> his wife said it's Gossip Girl set in eighteen hundred. Yes, it's Gossip England. Girl set in eighteen. It totally. Oh, now I'm in, baby. Totally yeah, is. just give me totally that is. description. And I'm gonna throw my boyfriend under the bus, and he said the exact same thing. So. Oh, I'm in now. Okay. He hasn't seen all, all of right. Gossip Girl, but that all was right. his vibe too. Totally. Okay. And then, uh, and then Zach just he, trying to keep going. <laughs> We'd be remiss if we did not mention that uh, ESPN also reported Todd Bowles. The Eagles requested an, an interview for Todd Bowles. So, Todd Bowles from last year. Todd, Todd Bowles. Bowles. So that's, Todd course, Bowles. Uh, that's a that's a reference to Michael Kendricks once being asked about. They were the Eagles were about to play Todd Bowles for the first <laughs> for the first time since Todd Bowles was the defensive coordinator the year before, and Kendricks. <laughs> Didn't remember who he was from a year earlier. It was Todd Bowles from last year. <laughs> like, that's a great. I can see Michael Kendricks doing that. Yes. Oh man. Um, uh, yeah, Todd Bowles, who was the Eagles' um, interim defensive coordinator in 2012 after Juan Casilla was fired, and was the uh, this, the defensive backs coach and, I, and maybe assistant head coach uh, before that. 
Um, and he was the head coach for the Jets uh, in four seasons there, had one winning season and then three losing seasons. Bad offense, quarterback instability. Has been uh, kind of attached to Bruce Arians in recent years with the Cardinals, with the Bucks, but came up in the uh, Bill Parcells tree. And uh, he's a he's a he's a Temple guy, uh, Temple tough there. So, from I wonder what I wonder what his uh, offensive uh, companion would look like uh, yeah, because you know, he's not going to be able to take Byron Leftwich. Um, I don't know who the other up and comers there are, or if he has. I mean, he's been around the block, so he's presumably yep. got some guys in his Rolodex. I, I was just trying to find a story I wrote on uh, <laughs> on to- Todd Bowles that to to reference here, and so I just Googled it and I didn't find it. But the headlines that come up from that. <laughs> so when I did write about Todd Bowles, this is the 2012 season. This was our. But you Google just Todd Bowles, Sheila Capadia. I did Todd Bowles, Sheila Capadia, phillymag.com. Okay. Because uh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember writing this much about Todd Bowles, but <laughs> <laughs> the stories that come up: Bowles colon, it's a messed up situation. <laughs> Bowles colon, Washburn was never a problem for me. <laughs> Bowles colon, players are in the right positions. <laughs> Awesome, Mark Cullen. I had a tough time last week. <laughs> Defense falls apart in Bulls' debut. <laughs> oh, my God. What a season, 2012. That was. That's yeah. pretty good. I, I, just, I was looking for the one where I just remember – it was after I don't I have no idea what game it was, but I just remember Bowles was a defensive coordinator who would talk after games, and so yep. I remember he was in the locker room and there was a big scrum and someone asked about the you know the coverage on a certain play that they busted. You know I don't know what the question was whether it was was it complex something you hadn't done before. He goes. As cover three, as a high school coach. Yes, I remember that too. <laughs> it was like something yeah. non the awesome totally yeah. screwed up. I think it was after the Saints game, maybe. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. Anyway. Um, yeah, I remember uh so late that year late that year, um Steve Adazio left Temple for uh Boston College. Mm, F that guy. And, and so the Temple job opens and uh and like the Eagles were really bad, obviously at the at, at the time and Todd Bowles, Eagles defensive coordinator, temp, a former Temple great. And I remember my editor saying, like, uh, can you find out from Todd Bowles if he'd be interested in the, in the, in the Temple job? And I, I remember, like, after Todd's press conference, walking out and asking him. And, and uh, it, was, it was like a human moment because he probably realized the whole staff was about to get fired. And he's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. You know, I'm very interested in coaching. You know, it was like, you know it's like usually they're like uh they're like you know my you know my mind's only on the job i have now and i'm like would you have any interest in the temple job he's like oh yeah you know i i love temple you know that's my alma mater yeah so uh that's really but it, it worked out for him he went to arizona as the defensive coordinator for bruce Arians. yeah and got hired by the jets yep okay that's good um all right i feel like we're missing maybe one or two guys who they've been linked to but what are you gonna do not for I have gift cards to hand. I have two gift cards oh, I need to hand yeah. out. So uh, in a second, Marissa, if you can give me a couple numbers here. And there was somebody who won who uh, did not uh, could not take the gift card and suggested that I donate uh, money to a charity. And if listeners wanted to, they could also. So I will do that. I will donate to a organization called Yeah Philly. 
which I don't know if we've talked about them uh, before, that my wife uh, uh, showed me before. So that is a local organization. So I will donate there. What's the uh, What's the idea behind the organization? I, I know I don't I don't want to get oh, it wrong. Okay. So I knew you were going to ask me. So let me uh, <laughs> let me pull let me pull up their exact uh, mission statement here. Uh, youth yeah, empowerment yeah. for advancement uh, hangout in Philadelphia. I, I think the the point is to, you know, in terms of making their communities better to empower uh, youth, obviously, you know, so, so they okay. kind of take the lead and they share their ideas and they kind of take charge of it uh, and form the leadership there. So uh, that is the organization I will donate to. Here we go. I'll read it. Uh, youth Empowerment for Advancement Hangout is a black-led community-based nonprofit that works with teens in Philadelphia ages 13 to 19 who have witnessed or engaged in violence with a special focus on those who have violent histories in West and Southwest neighborhoods. Yeah, acknowledges teens as the experts of their own lives and prioritizes pushing back against oppressive systems and addressing structural barriers that often lead to violence. So there you go. That is the organization. So if anyone would like to join me, then you may join me. Marissa, give me a couple numbers for a little pasta physios. Mm, okay. Uh, 14. Today's the 14th. 14. And it One, is two, my three, four, cousin's five, birthday. Six, seven, <laughs> 12, 13, okay. Cousin 14. It? Cousin this is, uh, <laughs> Bo, did you ever give out the t-shirt or no? I know who it is. I haven't sent it. Or yet. the okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, this was somebody who guessed for that. K Slates, congratulations. Mm. Wrote best podcast. Hertz and Fulgham Yards equals ninety six versus Cards. Oh my god, that feels like it was like seven years ago. It does. Uh, but anyway, K Slates, thank you. Email Birds with Friends Podcast at gmail dot com, and we will get you your Pasta Fisios gift card. Marissa, one more number from you. Six. Six. Make your life right. easier. Two, three, four, five, six. All right. Calfan2 says, favorite podcast, makes commutes and dog walks in the cold so much easier. Love these guys and girl. So Aww. there you go. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's nice. Calfan2, <laughs> email us at birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com, and we will get you your Pastaficios gift card. All right. I, I have one other coach that uh, that's been linked to the Eagles that we should just mention. Uh, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley. Mm. Uh, there's there's been buzz there now. Uh, you know I'm not like plugged in down at the Oklahoma program, but when I looked into this earlier this week, and there's a sense down there at least that he'll he'll go to the NFL at some point, but not this year. He has a team that's on the verge of being a well they've they've been a national contender in in recent years but this year they're loaded i think stort mandel from is it stort mandel or stort mandel mandel, uh, mandel. 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 stort mandel from the athletic i think had them number two in his you know way too early top 25 and so uh so i don't know if, if that's something that's going to happen but he'd be the obvious profile of coach the eagles would be interested in yeah i think that'd be i think it's unlikely to happen but he'd yeah he'd be a good hire yeah um okay guess that's about all we got uh zach yes how about cliff no that's too easy um oh we're doing this again sean <laughs> sean right. payton oh uh, eastern illinois i got right? you want to just go one that was just on the broadcast yeah. uh last week all right let's go down let's go down let's see how many you can get you want to like to leave 
Shields gonna leave. Shields gotta watch Bridgerton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Jets don't have a, a head coach. Bill Belichick. Uh, Wesleyan. Mm. Or you did it. I pronounce it correctly? Or? Wesleyan. No. Yeah, Wesleyan. Yeah, yeah. Wesleyan. Shout out to the women's hockey where, team. Where Kimberly A. Martin went too. Oh, there you go. So before she went to Syracuse. Uh, Sean McDermott. You already know. Well, been Mary. And Brian Flores. Uh, Boston College. He 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 played linebacker there. Okay. Um, Doug Marone. <laughs> I guess he's not uh, Syracuse. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Syracuse. Uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, he coached at Ohio State. Did he play at Ohio State as well? I, I thought he did. I don't know. Yeah, Should he I play, uh, I'll, I'll go Ohio State. His son plays at Boston College, but I think he, I think he's an Ohio State guy. Yes. Okay. okay. All job. American honors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans don't have a head coach, and who's the other team? Oh, Frank Reich. Yes. Uh, Maryland. <laughs> Terps. Yeah. Good job. That one. <laughs> yes. Sorry. He was with Boomer Esiason there. No yeah. problem. Mike Tomlin. We should, we okay. should get Marissa a, ter- a Reich Terps jersey. Oh, yeah. should. Yeah. I should have yeah. saved that for post-pod. Yeah, get that signed. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Tomlin, you already said. Uh, Harbaugh. John. John. Miami of Ohio. Okay. Stefanski. Kevin Penn. Nice. <laughs> Kevin Penn. <laughs> <laughs> He's not yeah, testing man. you on Zach, their first name. Zach Taylor. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor was in Nebraska. I remember watching him play there. Um, Andy Reid. Uh, BYU for Lavelle Edwards. John Gruden. John Gruden went to – was he a Miami of Ohio guy as well? I think uh, so. No. No. Uh, no? Um, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati. I can't even look it up this quick. Either Cincinnati or Miami, Ohio. I'm going Cincinnati. Pick one. Cincinnati. All right. Marissa Cincinnati. will let us know. Um, um, do you know where Anthony Lynn went? He's not the coach anymore, but. Anthony Lynn went to, uh, it was down in Texas. Um, oh. Texas Tech, I'm going to guess. But. It says he attended. Who's it really going to pronounce? <laughs> Some stuff. Muskegum College in uh, okay. New Concord, yeah. Ohio. M-U-S-K-I-N-G. No, no, John Gruden. John oh, Gruden. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was an assistant at Cincinnati. Oh, oh wait. Believe, but then he transferred to University of Dayton. Oh. Okay, so I got it all wrong. Liars. Uh, you did get your... Ohio, right? You knew, like, the... Yeah. the and what, what was your guess for Anthony Lynn? Uh, I guess Texas Tech, but That's that correct. might not be right. It is Texas That's right? Tech. Okay. Oh what about Vic Fangio? Uh, East Stroudsburg, I believe. Ooh, is that is right? Is that right? I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's go to Joe Judge. Uh, Joe Judge, Mississippi State. East Strasburg is correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mississippi State. uh, Ron Rivera. Cal. Mike McCarthy. You need to go on Jeopardy. Uh, Mike McCarthy. I don't think these questions uh, are going to be on Jeopardy. (laughs) Sports Jeopardy. Uh, I know that's. I'll take uh, this for Mike, 600. Where Mike McCarthy's a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> He's a Western Pennsylvania guy, um, but I I couldn't – I don't know. Where, I mean, I, I'll say Pittsburgh, but I doubt it was Pittsburgh. Okay. That'll be only your, your second miss so far. Uh, that was my third miss. Gruden, LaFleur, and that one. Oh, LaFleur yeah. from before. Yeah. LaFleur from before. Four on yes. the floor. Um, okay, I've lost my train of thought. Sean Payton. We said that Eastern Illinois. Okay. Well, yeah, but I'm going back. I'm going back through the divisions in my head, so I got to bump around. Bruce Arians. Uh, Virginia Tech, right? Um, he know. coached the Temple. He went to Virginia Tech, I believe. Okay. Matt Rule. Is that right? He went to Virginia Tech. 
Well, Matt Rule went to Penn he's State. He's from New Jersey. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. but he went to Virginia. He went to Virginia yeah. Tech. Okay. 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 Uh, Penn State for Matt Rule. And uh, Falcons don't have a coach. Uh, Mike Zimmer. Oh, I, I mean, he lives in Kentucky. Um, but that might be from his time with the Bengals. I I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, I don't know. I think another coach. Ooh, close. Is that right? Illinois State. Illinois State, mm-hmm. okay. I know okay. he's a Midwestern guy, yeah. Matt Nagy. Uh, Delaware okay. with Brett Veach throwing them touchdowns. Pete Carroll. Pacific. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Texas. Yeah, transfer from North Carolina. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, he played a uh, wide yeah. receiver, right? Okay. Yeah, him and Chris Sims oh, have matching right. tattoos. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Texas Tech. And who's the last team in that division? Oh, Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay's Miami of Ohio. So you got four wrong out of like 29 or so, 28 or 29. So I didn't get 90% then. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. You did very well. That's, yeah, but you, I didn't get 90%. You did so. very Way better well. than anybody could possibly right. expect. All right. This is my new favorite game. We're going to do something like this every episode. <laughs> Just pick a random thing? Yeah. Right, we'll see. You're very, right. your, she looks like he has something to say, but it's going to be very rude. Whatever. <laughs> no, so, no, no. Someone's, someone suggested in the chat last time that Zach have to name every practice facility. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they said it on on Twitter, and I said yeah. uh, I could name the location. I can't name the, the name of the facility. Hmm. Just hmm. the location's right. impressive. Next time. Okay. <laughs> Next time on Birds with Friends. That'll do it. For this episode thanks for listening we'll be back at some point next week unless the eagles make a hire this weekend in which case we'll uh, do an emergency but you know keep hanging in there keep uh keep just plowing ahead everybody for shield and zach and marissa i'm Bo, and as always we love you